What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. My name is Don Stott. I am a father who experienced estrangement from one of my adult children firsthand. Welcome to Beyond the Pain, a place where parents of estranged adult children can find peace and healing. In each episode, I hope to share stories that'll help you through some of your darkest hours. To bring this out of the shadows and stop being ashamed. Then to build you up and inspire you to love yourselves even more. I want to start by reminding you that I am not a therapist or a doctor. I'm just a guy who's been there and wants to help you have a life past our estranged children. If you need mental help coping with this or have thoughts of hurting yourself or someone else, please seek professional help. Hi there. On today's show, I have a guest um, on the podcast. Um, Her name is Whitney, and she's going to tell us a little about her story. And I I like getting other people's stories, so it's not just all me, because, you know, we all do have a different take on it and different circumstances, and Whitney is certainly no exception to that. So we, um, we appreciate you coming on. Whitney, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks, Don. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Um, your podcast has really helped me in my processing of the emotions I I feel in my estrangements. Um, well, really, only one estrangement now, but I was estranged from my son at one point in time, and right. thankfully, no longer. But um, that story will be told here momentarily. Okay. And if you don't mind telling us just a little about you before we get started. Um, I don't mind at all. I'm 54 
um, mother of three, and two, surviving. Um, my son is no longer with us, but um, fortunately, my estrangement from him um, resolved itself seven months prior to his passing, and for that, I'm extremely grateful. Oh, I'll bet that that you know some people um don't get that opportunity you know yeah. and, and that's what all of us i think are really really afraid of either we will you know get older and, and pass or something will happen to them so i'm so sorry to hear about your son thank you thank you very much um yeah my my ex-husband and i divorced and it was largely my decision and um, when I moved out of the house, my son at the time was 22 and was very angry at me, um, even though we talked about it in 2011. And unfortunately, he overheard the conversation. So mm. he kind of knew for 10 years leading up to the ultimate um, divorce that it was somewhere in the in the making. Um, we we were able to work it out and stay together for 10 years, um, mostly for the kids. Um, but you know, he had, he had a lot of anger towards me and didn't speak to me for seven months after I moved out. Hmm. Um, fortunately he opened the doors again and we reconciled and had, another six or seven months or so before his passing to really spend some quality time together. And I'm just eternally grateful for those months with him before he, he transitioned. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely like, um, I have some advice for people who <laughs> are experiencing that with grown children, which, my approach, and I think the reason why we ultimately, um, he ultimately reconciled with me because it's often the grown children who are leading the estrangement, not the parents. Sure. And that was definitely the case with him. And um, I just try to respect his emotions and just honor his wishes and always tell him I love, loved him. You know, like there were couple conversations where he reached out to me when he had some news to share and he just wanted to tell me himself. And I just, you know, in those two phone calls that we had during our seven month estrangement, I remember it was very emotional and I burst out crying, you know, when you hear their voice yeah. after so long and um, just that I just thank him for calling me and let him know that I was there and ready to, to renew our relationship whenever he was ready. And it, it's just, it's so hard, but you know, as a parent, you just have to honor their emotions and their wishes and just let them know you're still there for them. And that's, that's what I did. And ultimately I think that kept, I just try to keep the door open and ultimately he did circle back, but I didn't know, you know, you don't know like if they will or when they will or, and ultimately he did. So it was a huge gift. Yeah, you really, you really don't. And, and, and you're right. I mean, you can beg and plead and 
try to convince them and even tell them you're sorry and whatever. But until they are ready to do that, most of the time anyway, um, and at least in my experience and others that I've talked to, uh, it, it doesn't change until they're ready. So um, if they need that time, regardless of how painful it is, and it is super painful. I know there's nothing more painful, really. <laughs> I don't think so. I really don't think so. Um, so, so it sounds like um, your approach on it, obviously it's not the same for everybody, but I, yeah. especially in your situation, your approach on it really helped keep it from being too long and who knew what was going to happen. So right. um, fortunately you guys were able to, to do that and at least have a relationship before, before he did pass. So, so I'm, I'm glad about that. Yeah, um, me too. I, it would be a much different grief journey for me if, you know, if we hadn't had that time together and, right. um, you know, it's, so uh, unfortunately the passing of my son, which I'm in a group called for parents who have lost children. Uh, it's a not nationwide group called helping parents heal. Mm. And they all say that um, collateral loss is really common with families, you know, with parents who've lost children and that, um, it's common to become estranged from other family members in your immediate nuclear family. And that was true with my brother. And I, I haven't, he didn't attend my funeral and he didn't, or excuse me, my son's funeral. And he didn't attend um, other family get togethers that he, we invite, I invited him on that anniversary, one year anniversary of, my son's death and he just yeah. basically vanished, you know, and I work, we don't speak. And I think, and I didn't see it com coming because we had a really great relationship. Um, but that's, that's my current <laughs> estrangement. And I, you know, we were, we enjoyed a really close relationship um, yeah. for, for 50 years until, until um, my son's death which I have no idea what, what the future holds for us. I mean, right. I think, and I've, I, you know, I'm in therapy of course, for getting totally. over my just processing the grief of my son's passing and now sure. for this estrangement with my brother. But um, unless both parties feel seen and heard, there's no reconciliation that's going to happen. There's no way to move forward. And, you know, my brother has reached out to me recently, actually. And he said, can't we just move forward and bury the hatchet and just become brother and sister again? And it's like, <laughs> you know, I really would love to be able to just say, sure, why not? <laughs> right. But I can't, you know, he, he deliberately didn't go to my son's funeral and it hasn't been there for me in the last year plus. And, Through some um, of the worst times in your life. The worst time, absolute yeah. wor the worst time. Yeah. And um, you know, he he just 
he can't. It's, and, and I'm not expecting him to apologize, but I, I would just be nice to, because I think if you expect an apology, you're going to be waiting for a very long time. Yeah. But I just, it would, you know, in order to really effectively move on, I think just in restorative justice, you know, I know enough about, <laughs> I was a teacher for a long time. I know that for for both sides to reconcile there, they both people need to feel seen and heard. Sure. You know, I was talking to another um, person the other day that I, that I interviewed. Um, that's the latest episode that I have out there. And she was talking about the fact that, you know, her son wanted to come back and, you know, have, you know, be, be close again but he would not discuss anything that happened in the past. And it's like, that's hard, hard to do. I mean, some people can do that. I have heard of people doing that, but for me, I think that would be very difficult to just not talk about it at all. I mean, you don't have to go into horrid, great detail or anything, but to at least acknowledge what happened and, you know, maybe understand a little bit of what happened even over time. Right. Just, to, just to open that door a little bit, I think, is the only way you can really heal. I mean, yes, you can try to put it behind you and put on a happy face, I guess. But how long will that last, you know, for some people? I don't I don't think it would last a long time for me personally. Like I said, some people can do that, but I don't know if that's me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because you always I mean, wonder what what's what's the next thing where what is the next thing you're gonna do or say or whatever that's gonna make this happen again. So, yeah, I mean whether it's parent child brother and sister like any yeah. any relationship requires trust and people both people need to feel respected and seen and heard and sure you know no matter who you are. And um, so, you know, I've thought about seeing if he would, I've heard that uh, reconciliation after estrangement is, um, and maybe it was from this podcast, but that it, oftentimes it's really beneficial to have like a third party um, mediator or therapist. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, to, you know, just to allow both people to be, you know, to speak their truth and to, to really effectively move on. But like right now I just feel so, I feel like it's a toxic relationship. It's not one I'm re really itching to jump right back into. Yeah. Right. right. No, I don't blame you. I mean, you're still grieving first of all, you know, right. and that's not going to go away. I mean, it'll never go away, but that's not going to lessen too quickly, I wouldn't think. You know, I mean, yes, you can get up and do your day to day and work and eat and whatever. But I'm sure just putting one foot in front of the other to do that, especially in the beginning, was very, very difficult. So absolutely. I mean, the first six months were just such a blur of yeah. um after losing my son and uh 
you know, I just never saw it coming as far as my brother not being there. You know, he's my only sibling. We're two years apart. Right. And um, we grew up in that, you know, our parents were divorced and when we were quite young. Um, and I was definitely a parentified child. I was, um, I took a lot of responsibility towards, you know, caring for my, my younger brother and felt, oh, you know, okay. It was just, it was kind of that dynamic in our household. I, I just assumed that role for whatever reason. And I mean, our mom was there. It was just not maybe to the extent that we needed. Um, and I've heard that um, the, a psychologist explained to me that in a relationship where um siblings where one person is like a parentified child mm -hmm. that um, there's it's when there's a loss that it's like there's a double loss because I'm no longer like my son's mom you know it's just like this shift yeah that's, that makes sense yeah like conscious or unconscious and maybe something that my brother's not even aware of right um, but I guess he's explained to me that he had too much anger and built up resentment towards me from our childhood that I thought we dealt with all our issues as young kids. You know, we took, we fought a lot, but not anything unusual. I feel like, you know, it, we yeah. fought, like we took a lot of our anger towards our parents out on each other, but I think that's really common. Yeah. Even in like, uh, households where the parents are still married. I, I think that's really normal, but I think um, so. Cause you can't exactly do that to your parents. I mean, right. do, but, <laughs> you know, normally, yeah. you know, for at least for our ages, cause I'm, I'm about, I'm 53. So we're uh, roughly the same age. So you just didn't do that. <laughs> so exactly. And I mean, you don't need to take like, a psychology class to even that's like a pretty common dynamic i think kids often fight because they're taking stuff out on each other that they can't like openly express but um sure i i you know i don't know i just i thought we'd move past our childhood issues and that we did we'd enjoyed a good parent or excuse me adult sibling relationship and um but that once my son died, he was just like, nope, sorry, I can't be there to support you. I'm not your, I'm not your person. And it just, I never saw it coming ever. And, and, and at that time, it's just very odd, you know, that right. that would, that would cause, and obviously he won't discuss it. So you don't really know too much besides being, angry when you were young kids you know right. um what really happened and is it is that the real thing or is that just a you know just an excuse i guess it kind of you know since your your brother's close to your age a little younger than you i mean i guess it's not just our kids that do that it's all walks of life at all ages Right. Feel free to that. That's an interesting, interesting that we're talking about that because yes, my my focus because that because of my experience has been on adult children, but it's interesting to know that 
maybe somebody's listening that isn't doesn't have kids, but their siblings or their some other relative is going through that. It's the same process. I would maybe a little different because it's your child, but th- the process is the same. Right. So, so that's that is interesting. I mean, it's almost more difficult because I mean, at least with a parent child dynamic, like a true one, you know, like I experienced with my son and like you have referenced about your own experience. It's, you know, we're the adults, you know, we're we're the people with more life experience and maybe a little bit more wisdom and ability to be generous to our grown adult children. Um, But in in other kinds of estrangements where it's with a contemporary, like a sibling or somebody your age, it's, it's, it's really hard to get beyond, you know, unless both people are very willing. Right. I mean, Um, again, they have to be, you know, both of both sides have to be ready and willing to do that. And if you can't communicate about it, then that makes it very difficult. It does. And it's, you know, my brother was always the one who was a little bit um, needier when we were growing up and um, more vulnerable. Maybe you could say I was like maybe stronger just personality wise. And um, so it's caused my parents, my living parents who are now in their 80s or early 80s to sort of come to his rescue again and um they've just become remote from my life let's put it that way and have oh goodness have leaned a little bit more to it because it's just like an old program an old pattern you know that right you know oh my poor brother you know uh he's he's uh, not being treated well by his sister. So we're going to rescue him in this situation, even though I'm the one who, whose son was killed and, uh, and I'm trying to get over like this terrible, terrible loss. Right. Um, it, none of it makes sense. None of it. Well, no, of course, you know, and, and I mean, maybe, maybe that brought up some sort of, hidden or or forgotten emotion for him or something but still at at that time just seems like it was uh not the best time to do that not the best time. yeah not the best time but i don't know for for parent child estrangements my best advice is just to bury your pride and bury your Ego, bury whatever bygones you can bury and just let your kids know that you love yeah. them and do anything to to be speaking with them again and be in their life again because God forbid anything should happen. You know, I, I never, right. I never saw it coming for my son's um, situation and, um, it was just a tragic, um, terrible accident, and you know, just yeah. those those months with him are so precious, like more precious than 
any other time in his life almost, you know, that I was able to have some time with him. Sure. So, so, and I'm, and I'm really, I, I too am, you know, grateful that you were able to, to do that because I just can't imagine otherwise, you know, we'd be having a whole, whole different conversation. (laughs) Um, Right. You know, before your son estranged from you, um, had you, have you had any other family? I know your brother came afterwards, but have you had any other family that you now recall estrangements or anything similar happen? Have you heard of estrangement before that? No, I really haven't. No, my family was quite open and close and, um, and loving and you know i i know that um it seems to me that from listening to your podcast and some of the stories of other guests who've shared their stories that estrangement seems to be a bit of a repetitive pattern maybe for some people um but not at all in my family no and um that's what's so odd because it's new territory for me and um trying to navigate you know i'm just desperate to get some help and yeah um that you know when i did a simple search your podcast came up and i was really excited and relieved to listen and it was so reassuring to me (laughs) um yes and so that's why i'm very willing to be a guest because i hope that my story will help some listeners um the way your uh, previous guests helped help me and your your own story but um no i it it's quite new um i i really value like having whole relationships in my life and being forgiving and i'm very willing to forgive if if we can have a dialogue and like meet in the middle sure um but well, like just, you said you need to be able to be heard you know right. and, and give him the opportunity to be heard and i'm sure you'd be willing to do that so but you have to have that that opportunity for for both of you yeah um yeah, yeah. i i and I, I believe we touched on this you know, in our previous conversation, but I, I really started this from my own experience, obviously, and hoping to just take some of the stigma off and some of the, some of the shame off of it, because yes, there are bad parents out there. Absolutely. But if, I've always held the belief since this started for me that as long as you haven't, you know, physically, sexually, or really mentally, I mean, really mentally abused them, then there's, it just doesn't make sense. I think, I think some of it's society and the way things are now, Um, you know, of course you can't blame it all on that, but I think, I think that plays a hand in it. Um, and just the way people are these days and sometimes what they're being taught these days, you know, outside of the home. So, right. um, there's just so many factors and 
we always were very open with with our kids and you know i mean not that we told them every single thing but we wouldn't hide anything important from them we wouldn't you know we never kept secrets from them so for that to be the case it was just it was very shocking because we were um open with them if something was wrong we we let them know you know mm-hmm. um, something was going on in the family somebody was sick whatever you know some people hide that kind of stuff and we just never believed that that was the right way to do so for them to um be that way it was just 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 very shocking so yeah we were always very open and would sit down and talk about you know there was nothing that was off limits as far as what we could talk about um and even in my relationship with my brother you know we we talk about anything and um we do live a couple thousand miles apart but we have for a couple decades like 20 years or more so that's not new um, I, yeah, I just, uh, I've, I've heard that it's really common now since the pandemic that the social isolation has increased estrangement between people and, yeah. and maybe between parents and, and grown children. I'm not, I, I, I don't know if there's been, I, I imagine there'll be studies done or something, you know, one day I'm sure there will. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I've heard that it's pretty prevalent right now. And I believe that's true. I mean, you know, mine started before that and lots of people's did, but I just wonder, you know, how much more it is now and going to be because of it, you know, because of being so isolated and. You know, there's just so many factors in it. I just, it's, I'm sure it's going to cause or has caused um, more of that than, than we even know about at this point. So, and certainly with just our country being so polarized right now, politically and divided, I mean, yeah, on the brink of God knows what, you know, as far I know. as, and so that doesn't help either. But it's um, it's definitely an an enigma for me, and um, it's very puzzling. And I, you know, yeah, I don't know that I have really much more as far as pearls of wisdom or anything. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm just as baffled as anyone. I know. I know. Well. You know, obviously your situation is a little different because of how it ultimately ended uh, right. with, not with your son anyway. Right. But um, with your, I guess, thinking about your your brother then, um, I know for me, when I was in the height of it and just that first, like you said, six months or or so was just really the it was so difficult and mine happened just a few months before Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff. So it was like double that. Yeah. Yeah, I was just beside myself. Um, Did you notice 
any um, like physical pain that you didn't have before um, that was you could attribute to the emotional pain you were going through? Uh, not with, well, I mean, just sleepless nights and that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, since my son passed, yeah, I've had some real ailments, physical ailments, like, to, you know, that I've had to address and a, right. a, a really bad fall that I took a oh, couple goodness. months ago that thank goodness it wasn't worse than it was, but I'm still recovering. And I've heard that's very common after tragic loss like that but i mean just as far as estrangement when during that seven month period of estrangement with my son um just just a it's a different kind of grief you know it's a loss and you don't know i didn't know while during those seven months that i if or when i would reconcile with him i just hoped i would but right i know you know, we all do. And, you know, I, I, for me anyway, I, I was two and a half years and there were, there were times that I'm just like, I'm done. I I can't think about it anymore. I just, you know, I try and try and try and try and try and I just can't. Yeah. And then, you know, week or two later, I'm like reaching out, (laughs) you know? So like, to a, to a point, you know, sometimes you have to protect your own mental health. Um, Definitely. I agree with that very much. There's only so much your body, your like central nervous system can only take so much. Yeah. And that's probably like you were saying about the fall is that probably affected that so that, you know, it, it messed up and the reason you were falling or you fell. So. I have a question for you, actually. I've been wondering, does your son know that you have this podcast and that you have embarked on this journey? That's a great question. And no one's ever asked me that. But yes, he does. No, no one has. So I came up with the idea of the podcast. Well, it was it was shortly before we reconciled. I thought I was thinking about it for a couple months before that, but I hadn't actually implemented it yet. Okay. It was literally, I want to say it was May, uh, May, maybe it was June or July of 2019. And my daughter, my youngest daughter graduated high school in May of that year. And we had invited him and I didn't think he was really going to come. He lives about an hour away. Okay. Um, didn't think he was going to come, but he did. And so um, we got to talking a little bit after that. And then when I really decided to um, do the podcast, I mentioned it to him. I actually sent him the first episode. Um, Just, I just wanted to be open and honest with him and let him know. I, I never, I don't feel like any way I ever said, oh my God, my kid's horrible. He was, you know, did this to me. I just spoke from the heart and felt like, you know, talked about what I was feeling about it. Right. Uh, so I did, I sent him that first episode and he's like, you know, you don't, you don't have to clear it through me. I'm well, and I'm thinking, no, I know that I'm not going to do that, but I just wanted you to know um, that this is what I'm doing. And I'm, my goal is to help other people to hopefully minimize some of what they're going to be going through already at that point 
Um, but, uh, but that's a great question. I'm glad you asked me that because nobody's ever asked me that before. <laughs> oh, really? Gosh, I'm so, surprised. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's great that you were very transparent. I, I would imagine that. Well, I hope that it would um, let him know the depth of your caring for him. And I hope um, so. I hope yeah. so. I just, uh, like I said, and like, like we've, I've talked about before on the episodes, I just, uh, I, I just want to try to, obviously when somebody finds me, they're already there, but, yeah. um, cause you, you don't go looking for that. Uh, right. but if they are, then hopefully some things will help like like we're talking about um and and for multitude of reasons but um grief you know there's all different kinds of grief all different stages of grief and sometimes i think sometimes people think about themselves if okay i get through this 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 and this i should never have to feel that again well that's not true you know because something will come up and you know like for for us for instance we would be out at dinner and then see um kids with their with their kids or or grandparents clear grandparents with their grandchildren and it would just start and i'd just be like yeah. oh so because our our granddaughter was only like two at the time she's seven now and yeah. um and it was like we didn't get to spend very much time with her in the beginning, and mm -hmm. um, so that was a little challenging. But um, it's yeah, just like so a knife to the heart. It, it is. <laughs> There's it, just no it, other way to describe it. No, no, there really isn't. I mean, yeah. I, I've never been a terribly depressive person, except mm -hmm. when I was a teenager. I was, you know, had some struggles with depression, but, um, but this really. Uh, there were times, I mean, I could just, I could just go to sleep, you know, yeah. and, and I would be okay and not wake up, you know, but I don't think I would have ever done anything to not, uh, facilitate that, but yeah. it wouldn't have hurt my feelings at some points, you know? So, yeah. um, but yeah. anyway, well, grief, I mean, grief in general, like, it, whether it's from estrangement or some losing yeah. someone, you have two choices. You can either be transformed or you can be destroyed. Yeah. And I, every day I work towards being transformed and trying very hard to look for the silver linings and to stay positive and to be grateful for the relationships I do have in my life. Yeah. That are healthy and, you know, my other two children who are are very much alive and, you know, and we're all still trying to work our way through this grief, but trying to enjoy life at the same time, you know. And yeah. I, I think the gratitude for what you do have in your life is what is the, the most healing um, approach to life and to hardship yeah but um, yeah for these people that are like like they're they're estranged child or or other estranged relative is the only person 
or only people in their life, you know, and they don't have any, anyone else that has got to be um, very difficult. I would imagine. A huge, yeah, a huge burden. And yeah. And then in those situations, I think that's when you just have to just force yourself to carve out new positive relationships where you feel needed and loved and appreciated, you know, whether it's through volunteer work or through good relationships with your neighbors or coworkers or whatever it may be, because everyone's deserving of love and everyone's deserving of, of having a positive human experience, you know, and I'm hoping that by being a guest on your show that I can let go of some of the the depressive feelings I've you know that one goes through or just re- whatever yeah. dark feelings emotions I may have that I'm carrying that you just after a while you just gotta relinquish it and just try to make the best of what you have and 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 I've heard of some people um not necessarily to do with with this subject estrangement but I've heard of some people when they're going through difficult times, there's all different manners of way, manner of ways of letting go. Some people write about it. Mm-hmm. Um, some people write about it, print it, or I say print it, or you just write on a, like really write on a piece of paper about yeah. it, throw it in a bowl and burn it, you know, to try to release that like some people out into the universe or, or whatever your belief systems are, you know? And so there's, there's, it it was, it was interesting because when, when, when we were going through this, my wife and I initially, we heard about, and it was in California at the time, but there weren't any here then, but there were those rooms that you could go to and just destroy stuff like, break things oh really um, yeah <laughs> you can, oh yeah there there's places that you can go to do that now they're popping up everywhere or they were anyway um so you can um, take like my wife when she was younger she would have dishes like old dishes she bought at the dollar store or goodwill or whatever mm-hmm. she, she called it her throwing china so when she was really mad at something she just find somewhere to go and just throw it and break it and just release some of that release in a healthy way. Some of that, um, some of that anger. So the room is kind of the same thing. You know, um, you can bring things or they have things there or there's, there's different manners of, of, of things that, that you could do, but yeah, getting, trying to get rid of some of that is I think a big key, whether it's doing something like that or, your therapy or whatever the case. So right. and and also trying to send love to the person that Absolutely. Like, I think your intention is so important. You know, I I'm I'm trying to relinquish whatever I'm feeling towards my brother with love. Yeah. And not anger, not um bitterness, but but with love so that I, I think that's important too to let go of 
because all those guilt, shame, remorse, hatred, bitterness, all that's just going to turn in against the person who feels yeah. it eventually. And I've definitely learned that to be true in my 50 some years. <laughs> it's taken me a while, but I hear you. I hear you. Know. Um, but it's, it's really great to be able to, to talk to you and to cool. be on the show. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, I am, and I'm quite certain there's at least one person out there by the time this airs that it has, I mean, I hate to think of someone else losing their child, but that that's been through similar stuff. So I know in, I know several people in our Facebook group that, um, have lost not to the same method maybe, but that have lost their children. And, um, so it happens unfortunately more often than, than, than we like to think. But. It does. It does. It does happen. And, you yeah. know, people don't always think, um, that they won't have another chance to see them or hold them or speak to them or show them love, but it right. can happen. Yep. That's for sure. Well, I appreciate you being here too. Um, like I said, I, I just feel like it is good to have many voices out there um, and different perspectives. And you never know what one word someone says, you know, what you say or some other people have said or what I say could affect someone. So, so I do appreciate it. It it's, has been a complete labor of love for me and I, uh, just um, appreciate you uh, coming on and doing that. Do you have any other like final thoughts you want to throw out there to the audience? Um, about anything? I would just say that you know, I would get if I could have one day, one hour back with my son, I would. You know, and it's like if that helps you motivate um, or feel motivated to reach out or just take that step to open the dialogue again, like maybe not be convinced that you're going to fix everything in one conversation, but just to open the right. door, just open the door. Um, I would encourage every everyone out there to do that because you just don't know what tomorrow holds. You really don't. And I'm here, I'm here to, as a cautionary tale to tell you that you just don't know. And um, I thank you, Don, for the work you're doing. I think it's really important. Well, you're very welcome. I'm, I'm glad it's um, helping some people. Um, I really do. And I just um, will keep on keeping on. And um, I, uh, again, I appreciate you coming and um so if anybody else has any other stories they'd like to share, feel free to reach out to me and uh, we will um, we will get them out there as well. So. All right. So thanks, Whitney. I appreciate it. And I will uh, I will uh, hopefully talk to you again soon. Keep in touch. OK. And I and sure will. know how you're doing and we'll um, we'll we'll talk again soon, hopefully. OK, that sounds good. Thanks, Don. You bet. Talk. OK, to you take care. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Well, that's all I have today. Thank you for listening. I hope you were able to connect with some of the content. If you would like to be interviewed on the show or have some suggestions for topics that you might like to hear, 
please email me at beyondthepainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. You can find it on most of the major podcasting places like Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and Podbean. And again, please remember to live beyond the pain. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.